Welcome to Raw Roast, where we have real conversation about faith and life over a good cup of coffee. My name is Tucker Anderson, and I am your host today. I'm here with uh, our pastors, Sean Winters and Ben Tyvel. Uh, gentlemen, the three of us have had some significant discipleship experiences uh, in different contexts. Sean, you were uh, the discipleship pastor at Wooddale Church for eight, about eight years. Yeah, that's right. And then, Ben, uh, you've just taken on the role of engagement pastor at, at Calvary here uh, for just the last couple of weeks. And then mm-hmm. I, I've served in uh, the discipleship pastor role at Calvary for about five years. So today I wanted to talk about the discipleship in our modern culture. What are the challenges that all of us have experienced when it comes to discipleship? Uh, but perhaps let's start out defining discipleship. What is discipleship? That's a that's a big question. I, lots of different ways to define this. I, I think there is obviously a lot of great scripture uh, to go to to help us uh, think through this. Um, you know, Jesus obviously is one of our, I mean, the best example of what discipleship looks like. And um, one of the definitions that I've kind of rested in over the last couple of years, I've borrowed some of the language from uh, from a guy named Jeff Vanderstelt. I don't know if you guys have. Um, heard of him or read anything by him. He's written uh, a book called Saturate and Gospel Fluency, and it's just been a um, a helpful you know mind, <clears throat> so to speak, to help me kind of think through what discipleship looks like and how, how we're doing this. But one of the things he talks about is discipleship being um, about following Jesus and learning from him and growing up in every way into Jesus. And that comes from Ephesians 4, uh, uh, chapter or chapter 4, verse 15, um, where it says, so I'm going to pull up my Bible here, and it says, um, in in verse 15, it says, uh, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. For him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So, you know, again, I think sometimes it, for me anyway, to, uh, to go simple is, is helpful for me. So discipleship is about following Jesus. Uh, it's about learning from him. It's about growing up into Jesus and all of uh, what that what that means. Um, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not you know something that I'm doing in and of myself. And then the other main part of discipleship is to go. And, and to be a part of uh, helping others do the same. And so I, I feel like if I'm just learning from and following without actually going, you know, again, I'm kind of missing an element of, I, I think, what biblical discipleship looks like. That's really good. And, and one of the things that I've wrestled with over the years is the fact that disciple's kind of an insider word, right? It's part of our Christian subculture, so to speak. And I don't hear about disciples out there in community very much. And um, and so we, we wrestled with that, and it, it feels almost foreign. But as you look biblically, um, you know, apprenticeship was much more a part of their culture. Yeah. Apprenticeship is something we kind of can get our head around. Um, mentorship, again, is kind of that idea that's life-on-life learning. Um Coaching again is is similar, and so we try to think of things that that are out there in in people's everyday life, and say hey, that that kind of is about discipleship. But what you described, it's 
it's patterning our life after Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's also being in community that's rich enough, deep enough that I can begin to, you know, be shaped by your life and your faith. Um, and so discipleship is becoming, it is, is moving, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's development, it's maturity, it's wisdom. I, I just love how you say it's not only growing, but it, then it's saying, how do, I, how do I serve or how do I go and, mm-hmm. and live it out? Um, and so discipleship is those things. It's, it's scripture-based, it's the word of God. It is God-centered. Um, it's becoming more human. Um, you know, God designed us, and so it's a growth. I, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. kind of hit some other ideas and words here. But yeah. um, So one of the challenges that's, that you're highlighting is there might be a disconnect in just the language of discipleship uh, in our, with our culture. What are some other challenges that you've faced as you've thought about discipleship, as you've discipled others? Are there some specific things that you can point to that would be uh, worth pointing out as far as uh, challenges are concerned? Yeah, I, I, it's just difficult. <laughs> it takes a lot. Of, <laughs> it it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. Uh, I, those those are the first two things that come to mind for me when I think about the reasons, you know, in, in certain seasons of my life or, or times in my life where I'm maybe not discipling in the way that I'd like to or being discipled in the way that I know I you know should be uh, to use that word should but the reality is is I, I need to be being discipled and I and I do want to be discipling others and yeah time is a is a big part of that there's a there needs to be a very intentional um, you know just structuring of of our lives that will that will include uh relationships in this kind of way intentional consistent you know life on life relationship and the reality of that is i mean again when you look at what jesus did and how he discipled uh you know over those three years in 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 his ministry when he called his disciples i mean they were literally living all of life together and that's kind of how he modeled it and so i'm not able to do it exactly like that um except for with my kids uh, but it requires some pretty intentional uh, time yeah, that and was quite the, a bit of effort. Yeah, that's the thing that hit me right away, too, was the time, the yeah. time involved. And then uh, probably, you know, and I've seen in different people, it's just making it a priority. You know, Stephen Covey wrote his, uh, you know, just a, a number of really good books, but Stephen Covey talked about sharpening the saw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the woodsman who, who takes time to, pause and sharpen the saw is can cut more wood than the one who just kind of keeps pounding away with a with a dull axe and and i think discipleship is like that it's saying i I, to be more effective in you know marriage or life or work i need to take time to sharpen the saw i need to grow in my maturity i need to grow in my faith um but boy you've got to stop doing something in order to take a little time to sharpen the saw (laughs) yeah and and you know Finding time to do that is, is challenging. One of the movies that I really like is Karate Kid, and I'm blanking on the name of... Yeah. Uh, Ralph Macchio, or maybe not the old one? The one, uh, I don't know, probably from the 80s, maybe late 80s, yeah. early 90s. Yeah, yeah the original. Yeah, the original. Sure. And I, the thing that I, I like about that movie is 
the illustration. I think it actually has. It's an illustration of discipleship in some way because he's an apprentice. So, yeah. uh, and and he seems to be doing a lot of pointless things. I mean, he's out there painting the fence and he's mm-hmm. scrubbing the floors. Wax and on, wax off. There wax you go. On, wax, wax on, off. wax off. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, one of the things that I think is challenging about discipleship is sometimes it feels unproductive. It feels mm. um, mundane. Mundane. Maybe. And dare I say it, even a waste of time at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it gets to the idea of living life with somebody else and helping them to see every aspect of their life um, through the lens of the gospel. And sometimes, oftentimes, I guess I would say that is mundane. It's yeah. uh, it's seeing those little things in life through I'd the like lens to of just, the gospel. I'd like to just park here for a second. I, I think there's something really good that we need to figure out there of doing the mundane, doing the things like the whole category of spiritual disciplines seems to be things that aren't making much difference. But I, I, I believe that it's an investment in our life and our own character and our walk with God that pays big dividends down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about fasting or you think about prayer or journaling or reading scripture, like in the moment, you know, sometimes you you look at the watch, you're like, okay, I got five more minutes to do this. And I'm not sure what difference it made. Does that, do you sense that? And I guess I would ask for the two of you to think, in what ways have you seen putting time in those, those disciplines that walk with God, how has it paid dividends down the road for you? Yeah, I think when it comes to just everyday interactions with my kids, I, what's coming to mind is just the fruit of the Spirit. I'm um, thinking of John 15, just, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Um, the only way that I can produce any kind of lasting fruit is to stay connected to the vine. Uh, things like patience, <laughs> um, joy, peace, uh, you know, all, all of the fruits of the Spirit that you know, again, my hope would be that as I go about my day in in these every everyday little interactions that are they're a part of life. They're always going to be a part of life. You know, as I hang out with my my kids and interact with them, as I hang out with friends uh, or or family or just people out in public, uh, it it is important how I respond and how I'm interacting with with people in, in every situation, and so. Do I have, um, am I living so close to, to Jesus that as I go about these everyday interactions that there's an overflow? Am I so connected and, and living in the power of the Spirit that, you know, when I am sitting down for lunch and the waitress comes by or the waiter and uh, am I listening for God's voice potentially for that person, Right. Yeah. Here's what I want to ask, and we can delete this if it doesn't work, but <laughs> um, can you look back to younger Ben and say, there was some mundane discipleship going on in my life. There was some stuff that I felt like wasn't doing much that has got you where you are now? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would be it would be in the... Um, Quiet moments of the of the morning or late at night, 
you know, spending time in the Word or honestly sitting by the bedside of my kids mm-hmm. as they sleep, um, you know, praying over them. Yeah. And I think about your parents. You've talked about that. Yes. Joel Lawrence is a guy that I think invested in you. And yeah. I mean, yeah. there's some people that have discipled you. Yeah, for sure. Um, along the way, I've had great parents who've, in, who've invested in me uh, a lot over the years. Yeah. And parent and parent input can feel mundane. It, it can. <laughs> yeah. It for sure can. I think sometimes one of the ways that we see discipleship play itself out is in those split second reactions that we have to yeah. you know, like you know even yesterday in your message Sean you mentioned you know so if someone cuts you off in traffic how do you respond are you going to yeah. you know live out of the yeah I know how I the fruit normally the respond yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know when you're, you're, your kids are whining or you know they need something how do you respond and I think those mundane moments of spiritual disciplines uh, scripture reading and prayer and um, you know fasting which I'm not very good at because both of you know that I love my love my food. You get hungry. I get hungry. Uh, I think it's those moments that end up training us to respond in a particular way. In you know when the kids are whining, when someone cuts us off in traffic. So I can think of specifically that you know I don't always respond well. My wife knows that mm-hmm. when it comes to whining, and you know there's things I've said that I wish I could take back. Um, but I think more often than not. I can see that if I wasn't engaged in the spiritual disciplines of scripture reading and prayer, I probably would have responded more often than not in ways that I wish I could take back. So I think even though they feel mundane at the time, spiritual disciplines or other discipleship uh, practices, I do think that they do produce fruit in our lives when, and we can see that visibly when we have some of those moments that and, and I think it's so relational based. Yeah. You know, I, I was just thinking through some of, there's a couple older guys who mentored me. Um, one while I was at Wooddale for almost all seven years I was there. Um, another guy who lives in Texas now who mentored me prior to being married and then kind of early in my married life. He's had a second stroke now and and the words don't come quite as clearly, but the guy has the word of God in his heart. He forced me to memorize scriptures, and I thought, why do I have to memorize Bible verses, especially his list? <laughs> but, but, but every time I talk to him, he says, hey, Sean, I read this verse. What do you think about that? And, and it's, it's still in his heart. And you know, it's just an amazing, and, and, and I can remember trying to make time to meet with these guys. And I, and I remember thinking, this isn't a good day. And, and yet, you know, little, little contributions, you know, little bits of building, and, and I'm blessed today because mm-hmm. of it. I, one of the examples I, I'm thinking of from 1 Timothy 4.8, I had, had to look it up, but I, all I remembered was physical training is of some value. That was what, what, the phrase that was stuck in my mind, mm-hmm. but it's 1 yeah. Timothy 4.8. Where it says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And it's such a such a great analogy. I mean, when you think about what what it looks like to physically train and how arduous and hmm. you know, mundane and 
just not fun at times that that can be. It's it's not fun in the moment to work out and push your body and try to strengthen your muscles and increase your conditioning and but recognizing that you know I'm I'm doing this for a greater purpose and you know certainly our spiritual life and how we train so to speak within our spiritual life is uh, it, again that great parallels to uh, you know those those moments that we're alone you know in, in God's word like we've talked about mm-hmm. journaling or doing other things okay this this has value maybe in this moment it's difficult or it doesn't seem like it does but knowing that it's going to pay dividends both in like scripture says both in this life in the present life and in the life to come so there's a couple of things we've talked about uh, one is the the language around discipleship might be foreign to our culture but then there's also the the time involved with discipleship that it's 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 costly when it comes to our time and then mundane it feels mundane at times what are some of the mm-hmm. solutions that you found around each one of these when it comes to discipling others um you know i i think it's a, a matter of prioritizing our soul it, it is to say that what's going on in the inside um you know pursuing a peace Scripture tells us in Isaiah thirty-two seventeen that the effect of righteousness is quietness, that it's peace, that it's confidence, and and that's something I desire. So how do I prioritize my walk with God and my my soul, and then coming up with strategies? And so, so discipleship has been okay. I, I need to spend time in the Word of God. I need to spend time talking with God and listening to God. I need to spend time in community with another believer who's going to challenge me in my faith, but also is going to be a truth and grace person, going to ask me questions, keep me accountable. Um, so so it, it's it's just like a physical fitness program. You know, like I can't sit on the couch and say, yeah, I'd sure like to be more physically fit six months from now and then not come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I got to come up with a plan and then I got to follow through on the plan. And I've, I've got to get out and do the miles, and I don't ever like to lift weights, but you know, do do the things. So in discipleship, it's it's a priority. Here's my plan, and then how do I work that plan? All Scripture is God breathed and is effective, right? It's effective for for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God could be thoroughly equipped. That's great. I, I'm. What I'm thinking about is the need to uh, continually be discipled. If, if I'm going to want to go out and also disciple others, mm-hmm. um, like we talked about before, just in the kind of the general definition or description of discipleship, there's a, there's a I, I need to be following after and, and learning from uh, Jesus and, and knowing that a lot of times that's happening through uh, for sure, connecting with others and and them speaking into my life and you know building me up in the same way that hopefully I'm building them up. So this isn't a one way street. I mean, there really does have to be a commitment to both being discipled and and also discipling others. That's again, I mean, maybe that seems really simple, but I think sometimes we can try to be doing one without the other and mm-hmm. we need to be doing both and that's that's one thing and the other thing i'm thinking about is a commitment to living a confessed life 
And this is just a phrase that I've adopted over the years of kind of this uh, sort of this posture of humility, kind of an open handedness when I when it comes to relationships. So not being overly um, not being boundaryless in the way that I share with others. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to the people who are discipling me, I want to be living in a completely open life. I mean, and where where I go for this kind of the uh, the framework for this, at least in my life, comes from James 5, verse 16, where it says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And the way that God has used that verse in my life is, again, not just a, um, you know, kind of this act of, you know, where I might regularly come to someone and, and sort of list out my sin, like, here's my sins, and, and where it kind of becomes this robotic, you know, um, this robotic thing. But God has used this to kind of help me see the importance of li- living a confessed life, living an open life, not not keeping anything hidden and, and in the dark, and knowing that the only way for me to experience healing, I feel like, or, and or to grow or to receive the, the prayer and... Um, and I think also the encouragement that my soul needs, I have to be willing to let somebody in. <laughs> I have to let, be willing to let other people see what is on the inside. And that is extremely painful at times. And that vulnerability is not fun. And so I, those are the parallels I think about when I think about like, you know, do, doing that arduous physical training and that arduous like, living a confessed life, those in my mind are really synonymous, like not fun in the moment in any way, but I think producing something uh, in me that is, that is good and, and ultimately leading me towards righteousness. So I was scribbling down a few things this morning as I was thinking about discipleship, and I came up with these uh, four C's of discipleship. The first one, community. So I, and, I, and I think I found that if you can meet with Three other people, or if there's a group of three, I think that can mm-hmm. be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second thing I had here is content, uh, keeping scripture the focus of our discipleship. The third thing is consistency, making sure That's that good. it's a regular part yeah. of uh, just a regular rhythm, whether that be every week or every other week. And then the last one I had here was confession, the importance of confessing our sins to one another uh, so that we might be healed. Uh, so, community content, consistency, and confession. I think we're our four discipleship principles that I've found helpful in my own life. It's good. Can can we talk a little bit about consistency? And you mentioned every week or every other week, and I, I'd actually be interested to hear what you guys think. I, every other week to me I seems I don't know if that's enough. And I, I and I even think about once a week and I think about my schedule and all that's going on and that kind of seems, okay, maybe I can do once a week. But then I go in the Gospels and I, I see Jesus literally living every moment of the day with his disciples. I mean, and again, it was just for that short period of time. Uh, but what do you guys think is a, an amount of time that, that makes sense? Or what, what does that consistency piece really look like when, when we are talking about like life on life? Um, you know, apprenticeship. Like, I have to be able to to see and watch this person be interacting 
with their kids or, you know, I, I need to be able to see them in different contexts and, and how they're responding and what they do. And anyway, I, I just, that's my, I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm okay with every other week. Um, but I, I think that there has to be, it has to be part of a kind of a broader plan as, as we're looking at those four C's of that there needs to be a consistent discipleship piece, uh, you know, sometimes daily, weekly, biweekly, and, and so where to plug in that relationship. Um, if you're devoid of relationships, you know, every other week's not going to be enough. Yeah. If, if there's significant discipleship kind of happening in other places, you know, in family life or in, in workplace or other, you know, you're in a small group, I, I think that maybe that smaller group every other week would work. I was challenged in a really curious way. Uh, Eugene Peterson said that that he decided early in his ministry to be mentored to, to a pattern of discipleship. And his choice was to find a Russian author by the name of Dostoevsky and spend time reading hmm. his works every week. So he said, I spent time with, with a, a Russian author long since deceased, just to train my soul, and he, he needed to do it every week. And, and I think there's something I have to do every week to, to, to train my soul, and I need to connect with people, but that may not be the every, I mean, it w- we may not be able to make that every week pattern happen. Yeah. I like that idea of consistent soul training, Yeah. Uh, weekly soul training. And I, th- I, think, I, do th- I do think you're right that if it's just, if, it, if we're meeting, unless we have those other relationships, Meeting every other week is probably not enough. Probably not, right. Uh, but if we have other relationships in our life, people that we're regularly connecting with, that it probably it probably is sufficient. Yeah. D- don't use that as, as an excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say, oh, we'll just, I mean, once a month is not enough. Right. Right. Um, and so finding that place where you can have someone pour into you and maybe in off weeks you're discipling someone else. You know, and, and uh, it's it's finding a pattern that that moves you forward, that that, that continues the journey, and then consistently. I, I love the word consistency. Yeah, and and it, it needs to be something we pay attention to. Yeah, I, I do think this idea of rhythm and consistency is important. I, I think what I'm continuing to wrestle with is trying to find creative ways, as I am both being discipled but also discipling others. Uh, creative ways to invite invite those people into my daily or weekly rhythm, and you know, trying to trying not to get into the uh, the place where I'm treating it almost as like another appointment or another meeting, you know, but where it really does become a an actual sort of just rhythm of of my life. You know, this this is what my life is about. You know, l- learning from uh, learning from Jesus through other people, allowing and needing access to people's lives as they do the same, and, you know, and vice versa, giving people access to my life in different ways. So, yeah, that's a. I'm still figuring that out. I think having a family, and you know, the need for boundaries, and you know, all of, all of the complexities of that. Well, still really wanting uh, to to do this in a way that that really is effective and that is truly, you know, quote unquote, life on life. Mm-hmm. Two passages that I think are, are 
really great discipleship passages. One, Matthew 16, 24 to 25, where Jesus talks about uh, taking up our cross and following him, this, uh, this self-denial um, and giving every aspect of who we are to Christ. And then Matthew 11, 28 to 30, taking on Jesus' yoke because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm-hmm. As we lose ourselves, deny ourselves and take up the cross and take on Jesus' yoke at the same time and following him um, and the model of discipleship that he sets out, it's becoming mm-hmm. more who God has called us to be in being conformed into the image of Christ. And so I think the idea of a, a cross-shaped yoke or yeah. uh, taking up our cross and Jesus' yoke is a really important thing to remember. And he promises rest for your soul. Yes. You know, what a, what a beautiful spot. And I think I, I, God has really been working with me on that whole concept of what does rest for the soul look like and how do you get there and why is it missing? You know, and so if I'm I'm not feeling that sense of rest in my soul, you know, maybe I should do something about that. And what what is my part? I mean, I can't fix it on my own, right? That's a God gift, but I can move my place into a spot where God can bring that. And um, yeah, it's it's taking up the yoke. It's spending time in community. Just mm-hmm. it's finding the places. You know, we look in the past, we say, hey, there was mundane practices that now reap good benefits. And I think some of the things that just hit me was, how do I find mundane today? Hmm. Like, how do I do the mundane, um, you know, mm-hmm. regular, consistent, life on life, time in the Word, yeah. so that 10 years from now, I'll reap the benefits. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for your time today. This has been a, a good conversation, and I've learned a lot. Uh, about discipleship myself today. So thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about Calvary Church, you can visit calvarychurch.us. You can also check us out online or in person on Sunday mornings. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. It also helps if you leave us a review. We look forward to having you join us again next Monday.